Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Well, ladies and gentlemen... I think first and foremost, we, we apologize for being a day late here, but you'll realize why we're a day late. I'm joined as always by Nate. What is going on, buddy? Not a whole lot. You know, yeah, we are going to explain why we're late, and uh, it has a lot to do with alcohol, folks. It has a lot to do with alcohol. Yeah, I would say maybe 100% of the reason why we could not record Sunday was due to the fact that we can't do it like we used to. No. We can't go out on the town, bar hop, consume alcohol. And be ready to rock and roll the next day. It's a full day recovery. It is. And you know, it's not that we couldn't have done it yesterday. We could have. But we wanted to bring the best stuff possible here. That's right. That's why we're back at it today. That's exactly it. You know, we don't want to write off a day um, and and give you guys mediocre stuff. I mean, we try to be dialed in over here at the Daily Intermission. Yes. But uh, let's talk a little bit of Nate. So we were in the big city of Halifax over the weekend. Did some shopping. You know, we're getting uh, this the new studio... Uh, furniture and, and everything compiled, um, you know, doing some, um, you know, running around the city. And, and uh, you know, one thing that I, I, you know, poor timing on our part. I mean, stores during the Christmas season, man, I don't know how people do it, man. Oh, dude, you got it. Like, I've got most of my Christmas shopping just about finished up now. And I'm so thankful because, man, when, especially once you get to, like, Halifax, there was at one point when we left Ikea and we were sitting in traffic. And it yep. was like, you can see where we had to turn. It took, like, 20 minutes. And I was just, like, punching air ready to go like yeah it, it's just it, it's why people don't do more online shopping um that's why do most of you know mine. it's just it, a play man it is for sure but people i guess leave it to the last minute and yeah i mean it's just jam-packed people are throwing elbows it's covid city um oh. but anyway i mean how about it, ikea by the way like that was the first time me and greg have ever stepped foot in a place like that I was calling it the labyrinth, man. That's what I was saying too. Right at the start, I'm like, "This is an absolute labyrinth." I mean, we heard talk from uh, Richard Fitzenwell, who joined along with the with the boys to help us with a little bit of stuff. I mean, he didn't help too much. He was pretty much just down there eating veggie dogs. But that's correct. Uh, you know, we were kind of scanning around. He's like, "Yeah, guys, just make sure you keep your phones on you because you'll get lost." And I'm like, "Get lost!" It's like in a store. I got lost. I was lost 50 percent of the weekend. Man, you hear it all the time. They're like, have you ever been in Ikea, man? It's just gigantic. And, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, it can't be that bad. Mm. There was one, at one point, we walked through a set of rooms, made a corner, and then we're like, okay, let's go back. We walked back, and the rooms were completely different. We were in a different part of the store, and I was like, how did that happen? I was so certain I was in some weird movie. I was starting to get sketched out, man. I start getting, and I'm like, you know how we talked about last episode, how I'm always looking for the exits? Yeah. Dude, I think that place is the biggest fire hazard I've ever been in. There's no doors, man. Like, when we got up top into that spot where we were looking at chairs. Yeah. Where do you get out? I know. There was no way out. No. There's one exit. I swear to God, there's one exit in that whole store. Yeah. Maybe two. I mean, it's it's truly like no other store I've ever been in. I mean, it, like, you know, you go around and you take pictures of the things that you like, and then you go down to that absolute warehouse and yeah. wait know. about 45 minutes for everybody to yell out. You can't even hear the numbers coming out. 
It, I went back there to see what was going on because it was just like this back wall, and it was like I was walking into Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> Everyone's. I went to just look back in the in the uh, the warehouse just to see what the whole story was, and then you got this woman like, "Can I help you?" It's like, "Well, I'm just looking." It's taking a peek. Like I didn't know I was on the clock here to like. Did I forget my work shirt? Oh, Jeez, man. man, what a spot. <laughs> I won't be going in there no, anytime soon. No, I'll never go again. Um, but anyway, we proceeded from going to Ikea to some Home Depot to some HomeSense, you know, around all these home furnishing places, popped into some other stores, and then we decided it is time to fire on all cylinders. Um, you know, we're going to celebrate, you know, a variety of things, you know, the, the, how far the Daily, the Daily Mission brand has come. Uh, in the past few months, and and uh, and we got after it, Nate, and, and you know we started uh, Richard Fitzwell, another f- couple friends of the show, you know all of, all of us kind of hotel drinking into some restaurants, down to the casino, into more restaurants, into a bar. And I'm telling you right now, I mean it's a bit of a blur, but we were getting after it. Oh, dude, it snuck up quickly too. You know, I started feeling it. We were in the hotel, and then we we're like, all right, let's go grab some dinner. Did that, had a few more drinks. They're 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 piling up quick. I mean, like. <laughs> Greg probably mentioned, but he, I mean, the guy hasn't really had a sip in a yeah. while. So, I mean, they're sneaking up especially quick on that guy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I remember our table, it, it's 6.15, and we are at a restaurant screaming at each other about Olympic hockey debates. Oh, my God. I forgot all about that. Yeah, we were actually going hard in the paint. I had a $1,000 bet on the table with the guy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I guarantee you Wilson makes it. I know. And I was like, now looking back at him, I'm like, I'm glad there was no handshake, man. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know if he's making it. Like, he's sure. probably not making it. But. Well, there were some outrageous takes from some guys. Anthony Sorelli's name. Yeah, that, that, that one is yeah. wild. And Ryan O'Reilly, you know, yeah, being a lock. On it. Um, but, uh, but anyway, it was an eventful weekend in the big city of Halifax. The the worst part about it was I completely packed it in solo at like midnight. Like I was so bagged, man, just from like walking around at Ikea all day. I, I, I'm like, all right, I'm going back to the hotel. I start walking, dude. I kid you not. I'm lost for like 30 minutes. I have Google maps out trying to find the place. I was having to call people from Halifax on FaceTime. And they're just directing me. They're like, all right, you got to go straight. You gotta go. Meanwhile, it's a typhoon. Yeah. And I'm down on the waterfront. It's like there's thunder and lightning. I didn't think I was making it back. That's, that is, you know, <clears throat> something we should mention, too, is there is a full-on, like, thunderstorm. Yeah. Howling rain. It was like, this is December 12th. Yeah, it was what is going on global here? warming city, man. But, yeah, you know, it was a good time. And we, we enjoyed it. But it's, we're now ready to dial the hell back in here, folks. Absolutely. So. Let's, uh, let's shift into sports. And we're going to yeah. start at F1, which this is a, a, a first time. The inaugural talking of F1 on the, on the Daily Mission yeah. podcast. And, and, I mean, honestly, haven't really dove into much F1. You know, I've kind of known about Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen, Lando Norris. You hear that name thrown out of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, the Finnish guy that just retired, too. Kimo. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or Kiki. Or, it's uh, not yeah. Kiki. No, no, no. I forget his name. Kimo Ratalina. Yeah, that's exactly it. The uh, I don't dude. think that's actually it. Okay. Anyway, moving along. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. So, these guys, Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton, were dead tied. Um, and, and they had the final race in Abu Dhabi this uh, this Sunday, and we had it on. Uh, Richard Fitzwell was in the car, big yep. fan, had it yeah. going for us. And I mean, not only did I become you know a fan and I'm gaining the fandom in the F1, the announcing was some of the most electric sports commentary I have ever heard in my entire it, life. The, the amount, like I I said to Greg before we started recording, I was like, that man must have just inhaled like Adderall or something, like some sort of like study stimulant. Yeah, you know, because like this guy was just dialed into the point. He's like. 
just going absolutely nuts. He's like, here we go down the stretch. Here it comes for clapping. And I'm like, did he just say for clapping? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's got some. He's like, he will win. And just the way he like relayed off everything was like so perfect. And then like as he's crossing the finish line, it's like, and he's done it. And I'm like, oh my God. These guys love it. It's so entertaining though. Like I never thought, and I feel like we've talked about this too. Man, like what? How can you watch car racing? Yeah. But it's sick. It is awesome. It is sick. And Verstappen is the man. Yeah. A lot of people hate him, but I love, like, we're obviously big Verklappen guys here, especially if anybody on here is listening from the TikTok. Yeah. I mean, I've also got that Netherlands connection in terms of I used to like them growing up. Um, There was a Netherlands soccer player, help me out here, in 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, played for the Netherlands. Um, I can't think of his name right now. and, And you know what? You might be able to bring it up right now for me, Nate. So I'm, I'm gonna, not just stuck in the middle of the. I am gonna try this, but okay. anyway, could you explain what exactly it is? Because well, that, I mean, he was a he was a stud soccer player. He was like my one of my favorite players to watch in the World Cup, and just was he's it he's from Van Easteroy. Van Easteroy. Is that nice? Yeah. that? Yeah, you did. Let's absolutely go, folks. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He was a stick. Van Easteroy. Yeah, yeah, he's an absolute stick. Yeah. So he played for the Netherlands, and and uh, you know, just the the announcers, you know, calling his name, and anyway, just wait, was he racing? No. Oh. No, Verstappen's from the Netherlands. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. So that, that's just, you know, it, it kind of, you know, we've had fandom through the Netherlands before. So there was the okay. sea of orange, the flag was was lit up, and, and people were happy, man. And I don't get, like, these guys are so young, man. Uh, Max Verstappen, 24 years old. Yeah, just turned 24. Um, I do want to know, like, it's funny, like, how do, how do you get into this? I mean, they're, like, driving, um, you know, little little go-karts growing up and yeah. i mean there's tons of money and fandom like i mean we, we we're talking about it Matt, uh, hamilton 25 million followers on instagram yeah wild Insane. i mean for, for clappin's a little lower but for clappin's kind of like he seems like he's kind of like the dark horse like people kind of yeah. you know i don't think we're too happy about it no i think people kind of hate him but the way i understood what happened it sounded like hamilton had a giant lead like 10 second lead which i think is substantial in the sport yeah yeah and then there was the crash, which bunched everyone back up and got yeah. Verstappen back in the race before the final lap. And I think they were like they were protesting at Mercedes, uh, obviously the title sponsor for Hamilton. So, I mean, I'm not quite sure if, you know what's illegal about that or anything like it. This was a, the first yeah. F1 race I've ever paid yeah, attention. Yeah, that's to. the thing. We got to dial in on the rules for sure because yeah. I, I saw so many takes going on too. But they were a lot of people were saying that like the guy who ended up crashing, he like did it for the boys. Okay, he's like he went down for the boys. Yeah, yeah. He's like, let's go. Uh, I can't remember his name, but I was looking at it yesterday. Let me just see if I can pull it up here. Um, no, I can't find it. Um, how about Schumacher? Yeah. Well, <laughs> obviously, one of the greatest of all time. Michael Schumacher's son. Yes. How, what place did he come? Uh, he was 14th. Oh, that's actually a pretty good finish. I think. Oh, it was Latifi. Latifi's Latifi the guy. Is, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the guy. They're like, oh, yeah, he just completely sold out for the boys. He got it. But, yeah, and then the, so the, the safety car comes out or whatever it is, which yeah. slowed everything down. I'm not exactly sure how it was. I was kind of listening to Fitz and Wells' stream yeah. and obviously couldn't get a very good glimpse of it. But I'll, uh, I'm going to try and dial in on this stuff and figure it out. I know the season, I think this was the last one of the year. So. Yeah, at least we get a little off-season to brief up on it. But, exactly. Uh, but I think we'll be a war- more well-rounded podcast moving forward to be able to touch in on the F1 and, and everything like that. I also am going to watch that documentary on Netflix. Yeah, I've heard I started that last things. night. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've heard great things about that. So, uh, you know, if you've got some free time and are looking for a Netflix show, go check out the F1 Netflix series. Nate, we're going to start things off in the NHL. Yeah. Um, and kind of like you said, man, the superstars are starting to come alive in Vancouver. They've won four in a row under Bruce Boudreau. Uh, it's been it's been fun to watch, man. It's like finally these teams, this team that we thought are kind of becoming who we thought they were. Yeah, I mean, I had the I had the Canucks as an outside Stanley Cup pick for the start of the year. Yeah, uh, I was like, you know, they're my dark horse. Yep, 
I looked through the roster. I was like, it's pretty solid. I love Demko and Nat. The D got better. Yep. And, you know, they're just underperforming. I, finally, I've been taking in Daily Fantasy Elias Pettersson at 4,400. He finally bingoed yep. uh, yesterday. So it's like, geez, finally. Um, but, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say I called it, but, uh, you know, 4-0 under Boudreaux. It is early, though. Um, I think if they can get through the year, I, I mean, he's definitely a better option right now. I, I think this is going to work out good for them. Yeah. Obviously, it is already, so. Absolutely. We'll see what's going on. Um, it's funny what that does to a team. I mean, we look at, at Philly, for example, too, who, who fired Alain Vigneault. I mean, they're yep. starting to kind of ream off some wins. Mm-hmm. You know, they've ended the streak. Um, and it, it's just a breath of fresh air. And, and uh, I think Bruce Boudreau Bruce is going to continue to be, you know, a, a, breath, of, a breath of fresh air for, for Vancouver. And, and like you said, Nate, it, it just seems like superstars like to play under this guy. Yeah. Um, you know, he's very light in the room. He seems to be a very, you know, player's coach, um, you know, for whatever reason that is or for, you know, forever, for however you want to take that. Yeah. Uh, he seems to connect with the players very well. And, and it's exciting for Vancouver fans because, you know, they're certainly not in a rebuild. No, uh, they know. are in go for it mode, which yeah. is, you know, tough, tough way to start the year. But yeah, I'm rooting for them. I hope they do well. I, I like watching, like I'm a big Elias Patterson guy. Yeah, man. He's, he's exciting to watch. Yeah. You know, him, him and Line have a lot of similarities. I think he's, he's a bit smaller and a bit more skillful. Uh, but both can wire the puck oh, to their dude, size. Man, Elias Pettersson's shot makes no sense to me at all. Yeah. How he can shoot. Like, I know. He is literally a uh, skeletor. Yeah, he's like he seems like he's 160 pounds max. Yeah, I, he might be less. Yeah. Like it's actually wild how like small and like just kind of skinny he is, but he can rip pucks. No, oh, absolutely. Love it. Um, Nate, maybe the biggest band-aid in recent NHL history. Not talked about a lot. Very unfortunate, very sad news, but Ben Bishop has called it a career. Out of Dallas. I don't even know the last time I watched him play goaltender. Yeah. Um, or watch him goaltend. It, you know, uh, was he such a big guy? At the start of last year, maybe a yeah, little bit. I perhaps, think he was. but I don't know. You know, it was just constant with him, man. He was out for a significant amount of time every season, it felt like. Yeah, man. And I mean, obviously, you know, did he start off in Ottawa? I believe he started in Ottawa. Then he, I think he went to Tampa, Tampa second. Yep. Had a nice run there. 2015 went to the final. Yep. Uh, they didn't get it done, obviously. Uh, and then he went somewhere after that, or did he go right to Dallas after? I think he wanted see, to go to Dallas. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm missing a team on him. Same. Though. I, I honestly feel as up. if there's a gap. It could not, may not be, but, but yeah, he's done for the. He's done. He's called it a career, and and I think you know, it's what could have been for for a guy like Ben Bishop. I mean, he's like six foot seven, six foot eight. Like Nate said, he went to a uh, Stanley Cup final. I know people in Ottawa were upset that they had moved on from him so quickly, but just a really a guy who who really couldn't solidify. His greatness in between the pipes, just due to injury and and um, you know due to missed time, and so you know often said often said in sports is best availability or best ability is availability, and, and that was certainly not the case for Mr. Ben Bishop. So we wish him all the best in retirement, and I'm soon I'm I'm assuming he's going to go on a nice round of podcasts, and we'll kind of hear about you know what he was nagging, what was he, he was sure. dealing with, and, and everything like that. Yeah. So anyway, I'm just pulling up the the teams he played for. So he was originally drafted by the Blues in 2005. Mm. Uh, he got moved pretty quickly. He only played three or six NHL games for them. Went to Ottawa. Uh, then he went to Tampa for that run. Uh, it looks like, I think at the deadline 2017, he went to the Kings. So he played seven games for the Kings. Oh, wow. Um, and then to Dallas, and that's where it's been. Okay. Yeah. He played, it looks like he played one game this year, and it was in the A. Oh, jeez. So it's tough, man. Yeah, that's unfortunate. You, you had to figure something was going on, though. I remember even looking at the goalies they brought in, and they had Hudobin. They're yep. trying to move him now. And he went on a great run they, right to the final. Right to the, the final, bubble. right? Yeah. And yeah, when Bishop again was out. Yep. So, I mean, yep. and then they brought in Holpe. Yep. Uh, Jake Ottinger's been the young good. Kid, like, they yep. have a plethora of netminers, man. Yes, they do. It's crazy. Yes, they do. And, yeah, and you're right. I mean, it, it, it's, it's not like the Stars 
are going to miss him because, like you've said, they've de- they've made a lot of acquisitions. They've 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 farmed um, Jay Gottinger, so they've got a lot of options in the net. Yeah. Um, but uh, but like we said, we wish them the best. And and, and kind of staying in the goaltender realm, uh, Nate. It, it, you know, obviously the Matt Murray saga continues in Ottawa. And you know, if you're a longtime listener, you understand that Nate has called this from you know for a long time. He said he's a tad overrated, if not very overrated, and he's been sent down to the AHL and, and has been injured again. Uh, in the AHL, so it doesn't seem like he's going to be making an appearance for the Ottawa Senators anytime soon, and it's going to be you know it's it's going to continue to be talked about. But what are they going to do with that five point six million dollar contract if he can't even play in the NHL? Yeah, I I'm not sure what's going to happen, but we'll, we will see. Um, you know, he, he's almost picked up like Band Aid duty yep. from Bishop. Yeah, he's been hurt a lot, man. a ton. He is out a ton of time, and yeah. It, I, I feel bad for the guy. Like, hopefully he can get his game together and come up. Because, like, he, he is, like, I don't think he's, like, a top-tier goalie in the NHL. But I certainly don't think he's bad enough to not be in the NHL. I think he's a solid backup goalie. But, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I heard also he wasn't going to report or something. Like, he wasn't going to play one night in Belleville to start things off. So, I'm not sure what the story is there. But it, it's definitely a mess in Ottawa. I mean, they, they, they'll definitely have him back up at some point. You have to reckon. But... Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He's definitely going to get another chance. I mean, they have to see what this guy can do. And, yeah. and he does have the history. And, I, yeah, I think he, just right now, he's just going to get a few good games under his belt. You know, maybe a couple shutouts, a couple one-goal games. Yeah. You know, couple, a lot of stops, a couple 30, 35, 40-stop games, and, and then get him up there. Yeah, that's uh, uh, he needs the confidence in the A for sure. Cause yeah. And we'll see what happens with the guy. Because if you can't can't do it down there, I mean. Yeah. I mean, if I'm Ottawa, I'm, I'm probably not too concerned about it anyway. I mean, they have to hit the cap floor. They're so low on salary. And, um like I, Gustafson's my guy, one thousand percent for sure. And even there. Forsbrook has looked good at times too. Yeah, um, 100%. shout out Tampa Bay the other night. Yeah, um, exactly. So Forsberg so, I mean, has played well. Um, but no, Nate, moving into to John Tortorella, staying in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of come out. He, he he's obviously I, I don't know if it's on TNT where he does most of his he's, he's broadcasting. Yeah, yeah, it's ESPN or TNT. Yeah. I can't remember which one, but so he's on a on a panel and you know in between periods and, and talking hockey and and uh, he came out into the news uh, a couple weeks ago talking about Connor McDavid and his play style and how it doesn't translate to the playoffs and how he needs to uh, adapt. And uh, so he was saying know, that about who? T- about McDavid a few weeks ago. Really? Yeah. And oh so my it, god, it, that know, is such a hot take. Yeah, I got some backlash. Obviously, you know the number one player in the NHL, and, and just this past weekend, um, John came out and said that the Zegers goal. If you're not familiar with that, Zegers picked the puck up on a stick, um, you know, like Michigan, Sidney Crosby style, I don't know what you want to call it, and flicked it over the net to Sonny Milano, who ended up batting it in. Yeah. Um, but he said the goal wasn't good for hockey, and uh, kind of a polarizing take. Uh, Nate, I just wanted to hear about your thoughts. I mean, Tortorella, he's an old-school guy. He's been in the game a long time. I don't think that the game is played the way that these guys, these these, you know, for lack of a better term, the the, the old boys club likes to see it. Yeah. Um, but I personally think that there's definitely place in the game for this type of stuff. Uh, what do you think? Well, for sure. I mean, dude, like, if you're, I don't understand. You can say it's not good. How is it not good for the game? Like, do you know how many people are like posting videos, reenacting that? Like, I've seen so many things over yeah. the internet recently. It's getting kids fired up about it. It, it, and the biggest thing I think I took away from what he said was I think we're losing fans at the same time. And I just like was kind of sitting there and thinking about that. Like I'm trying to picture somebody sitting there watching this happen and then just shutting their TV off and be like, I am done with the NHL. Because I mean, before the Michigan happened, everyone wanted the Michigan. You know what I mean? It's never happened in the NHL. Let's pull it off. Yeah. I mean, it's always been a cool goal. Yeah. And, I mean, if you can figure out unique ways to score to get the te- other teams, like, thinking and overthinking. Like, whenever Zegers is behind the net now, people are going to be overthinking him hard. You know what I mean? 
Like, even when he picked up the puck, everyone thought he was going for it, and yeah. the D completely sold out to do that, yeah. to, like, knock the puck off his stick, and then he just flicked it over and they scored. Yeah. It's definitely not bad for the game. I don't even understand Well, Sonny Milano was in front of the net yelling Michigan. He was? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, which I didn't is hear that. Cool. Yeah. That is sick. Um, Michigan. <laughs> yeah, so he called for it. Um, but, yeah, like you said, Nate, I mean, like, think about, I don't think Tortorella's on social media. And so yeah. just think about the media rounds that this has, you know, the, the eyes and, and you know, likes and just consumption that that goal has had yeah. at a global level. I mean, it's tremendous for the game. I think that there's you can have both. You can have the physical yeah. play. You can have, you know, the rough and tough. You can also have the highly skilled. And, and there's the mix that I think is what we're looking for. Yeah. Um, you know, I guarantee come playoff time, it's going to be rough and tough. But if we can have these types of goals, these unique Highly skilled plays. I think it's great for the game. And, 100%. And I'm, I totally disagree with what John Tortorella had to say. And, and um, you know, I think he's just kind of falling behind the times um, in, in in a sense where, you know, if that happens, you got to have three guys go out and fight the next shift. I just I just don't – we're moving away from that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but that's a nice segue in because there is still fighting. There is still rough stuff. I don't know if you've watched Jacob Truba in the last few weeks, but he's a highlight reel. This is what I was just going to bring up because, like, he th- if it's going away from that, I mean, I've seen some of the most, like, physical hockey in the last couple of weeks. I've seen it in what feels like a long time. As you said, Jacob, Jacob Truba is on an absolute manhunt. It's, un- it's he unbelievable. He is drilling everything in sight and it's it's he's becoming one of the best pure checkers in the league i mean we used to think of bufflin we used to think of uh guy from detroit defenseman help me out cronwall Cronwall. um but but now i mean this truba guy has he's had must he must have had four or five highlight hits yeah in the last few weeks and and i mean i don't know what john tortorella is saying about that and then we move into the fighting side of things chara (laughs) has been he's been in back-to-back fights in the last two games and one of them, he absolutely beat the wheels off the individual. Like Trenin? Trenin right. on, on the Nashville. Islanders, was he? Nashville. No, on Nashville. Yeah. A yeah. Trenin and then And then he fought um, uh, the big guy on New Jersey, uh, Long Harry, 6'4", which actually was a pretty good fight. 6'4", no, right. right. Uh, no, no. no um, I, I don't. he doesn't fight. He's he's Russian, I do believe. Uh, he's new in the league. Anyway. Okay. But Chara's been in back-to-back fights. I mean, there's still rough stuff. There's still you know yeah. everything going on, but there's still the highly skilled goals. And everything like that. So I think there's a good balance right now in the NHL. Yep. Um, and we'll take uh, what John Tortorella has to say in the media with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, Nate, just a few highlights from the, the NHL Board of Governors meeting. Um, Pierre Lebrun, I was listening to Pierre Lebrun talk. And, and, and so I guess out of the executives, there's like a higher level executive meeting. Okay. Where some of the big wigs, but some of the big decision makers, which just doesn't really make much sense. But It's, it's like, what? Yeah. Like, so there's a meeting who? of like who the higher ups and, and, and Jeremy Jacobs is actually the, uh, he's the head of that one. And I guess uh, for the first time in 20 years, Pierre Lebrun's been at these meetings. He said that Gary Bettman was actually on the outside of this meeting for an extended period of time. Wow. So he took interest to that and saying, I wonder why, you know, they, are they talking about maybe potentially Gary Bettman's successor? You know, what does that look like? I mean, he's going to be 70 years old next year. Yeah. Um, so what does that look like down the you know down the line? And, and I guess, you know, from all accounts, it looks like Bill Daly uh, will take over that role, uh, being Gary Bettman's assistant. But uh, but it'll right. be interesting. I mean, I think there's going to be some changes here. Um, you know, Gary Bettman's been at the helm for 30 years. I mean, I think there was 21 teams or 24 teams when when uh, Bettman had taken over. Yeah. He, you know, he's, he's, he's gained eight new markets. And, and I think the game is in a very good place. Yeah. No, I think he's done a good job, too. I know Bettman takes a lot of shit from people. But I don't think he's as bad as everyone says. I mean, the only thing I feel like that I hate that he does is these lockouts. Yep. Like, the lockouts are killer. I mean, you got to do it. It, 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 like he has the middle ground too, right? Because yeah. the owners are all over him and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I think it wouldn't be a terrible to change things up for him. But um, remember when they put him in the Hall of Fame, Batman? Already? 
Yeah, man. They just okay. chucked him in there for like the. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. I, so it's like, like, I mean, yeah, that's that's an early entry. Uh, yeah, well, that's what I thought. Yeah. I was like, so, so you have to wait. be done your career. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, and also like these guys too. It's like obviously it's sweet that you're commissioner of the NHL. Yeah. How long are you trying to work for, man? Well, you're gonna be 70 years old, man. Yeah. Like, what else do you want to be? Yeah. Your legacy. Like, go take your next 10 years and go lay on a beach or yeah. go enjoy yourself. Go relax. Um. Anyway. Right. It's going to be interesting, and I guess the final topic I wanted to talk about in terms of the, the board of governor meetings is is you know the, the is the NHL going to go to to the Olympics in China? And they've left it on the player basically for the players, right? Yep, it's they like have. If you guys want to go, you can go. Yep, for sure. And and so I guess it was going to be today. Um, the IOC and the um, the the Chinese government was going to release um, kind of more guidelines to you know how they how this quarantine. Uh, is going to be operated. I mean, everyone is throwing around three weeks, but I don't think anything official has been released yet. Yeah. I know in the next couple of days we'll know more about the quarantine. Three weeks to me is just obnoxious, and I just I can't see them accepting that. I mean, you know, the risk is high. I mean, you got people coming from all over the world to congregate in China. Um, you have to think that you know with this new variant, with the winter, um, you know, kind of cold spreading season, a lot of indoor events. It just seems unlikely that that if it's a three week quarantine, that people will, will accept that uh, risk. Yeah, I know. And I was trying to think of like, because you think back to it and you're like, okay, I would obviously love to go play for my country in the Olympics. This is kind of a once in a lifetime shot for some guys. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, do I want to be barred in China for three weeks if I happen to even like get a false positive? You know, <laughs> like the risk is so high. And, and two, just the cultural shock as well. It's not like you're in. Dallas, Texas in a yeah. hotel, you know, you're in Shanghai or um, Beijing. Beijing, China, yeah. you know, eating food that you're not accustomed to, not seeing anyone, you know, dealing with television that you're not used to. Like, it's just, it's, it's a very a really good uncomfortable quarantine for someone from Canada or the United States. And so it's obviously a huge risk if that's going to be, um, you know, the quarantine length of time or, or you know, the repercussions of, of so, so steep three weeks. For man. sure, for three sure. So weeks. we'll continue to monitor that, Nate, but we'll move off in the NBA. And obviously the biggest NBA news right now is 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 Steph Curry. I mean, Steph Curry is said to be become the all-time three-point leader in regular season history, passing Ray Allen. Uh, he was primed to do it on Saturday night. Yeah. And I know we were both hopeful for, for it. They were on the road in Philly, would have been playing against his brother, uh, Seth Curry and and obviously he shot four of thirteen from or three of fourteen from three and, and couldn't get it done so uh, he's now seven back of Ray Allen seven. and I'm almost gonna guarantee that last night as you're listening to this he has surpassed Ray Allen I think tonight he gets it Nate. you'd have to think yeah I mean seven they're gonna be looking for him again yes. as we said I, I mean hopefully we don't have to record this on on. Uh, Come Thursday for the next one and be like, well, I think tonight he might do it. That's it's right. like, holy smokes, boys. Like, make the call. But, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's inevitable. It's coming. Tonight's the night. Tomorrow was the night. He's probably already done it. I think it's done. So, are we, are we, are we, I'm locking him in at DFS tonight. Yeah, I think yeah. you have to, right? Yeah, because, I mean, yeah. obviously, he's, he's a fantastic play, you know, in, in his own right. But, but I wonder I, what he's paying. Uh, he would be around the 11K range, Jeez. maybe even a little higher. Yeah, um, I'm going to pull it quick and just take yeah, a look. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but as Nate's looking into the, the, the price of Steph Curry on DFS, I want to talk about the Nets because the Nets, you know, we don't talk about them a lot. We talk about all the drama with with uh, Kyrie Irving. We talk about, you know, James Harden not looking fantastic. But, uh, but the Nets, they're in first in the East, and I don't see them moving. I mean, Durant's been unconscious, had 51 points the other night. Yep. I mean, this team is, is going to be exactly where we pegged them, and they are going to be a serious playoff contender, and they're going to be dangerous down the stretch. They are for sure. They're on an absolute buzzsaw. 19-8. and eight. 
Yep. Uh, you know, they're they're going. My wizard's still hanging on down there at seven. Sprinkling along. Sprinkling along. Absolutely plummeted at one time. Uh, we're in first place. They, so. were, they were. They're slow. Well, we, you know, we saw it coming. But yep. yeah, it should be interesting to see what happens with them in the box. And yep. I mean, your bulls are right there too, right? Yeah, for sure. So. But, but right now, the bulls, nine guys out with COVID. Yeah. So killer. that's the big thing too that's going on in the NBA, Nate, is that we've got all these teams. I mean, you look at the Hornets uh, with LaMelo and Terry Rozier and, and uh, everyone else. And, and the Raptors, Masai Ujiri. Um, you know, the Bulls have nine guys out. John Morant with the Grizzlies. I mean, a lot of these star players are starting to, you know, contract this COVID variant and uh, you know it's there's no stopping for them so no. you know you've really got to uh, make sure you chip away and win some games you can't you can't deal with a 7-8 game no. uh, it's, streak it's leaked know? into the NHL too it's like the, the Flames game from last night is now uh, postponed as is the one that'll be played tonight so that's going to be two and around they're through to the 16th I was just taking a look so anyway Curry ended up he is 11-4 tonight okay in DFS and what a conference final it's going to be for the Suns Warriors yeah, in the West. Holy smokes, that fires me up. Yeah, you think that that? I mean, if if it were today and those teams went on that trajectory, yeah, yeah, because th- there's no way they could play. They'll finish one and two. You figure yeah, inevitably for sure. And then so the only way they could play would be the conference finals. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it is worth saying we are you know just over a quarter into the season. We certainly are, folks. And there uh, could be a big COVID spell. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm booking that up. I, I think the Bucks. I can lock them into the Eastern Finals. I mean, this yep. is a team that's looking to go back to back. And yeah. And uh, it, I think the Nets will meet them there but i mean there are teams the heat the, i'd like to uh, see the bulls, bulls. same man bulls box would be sick i think the rosen to go on a nice little run as well yep. i mean he's been he's having a great season um but uh but we'll, we'll continue to monitor that monitor that neat zion williamson yes i want to talk about this just for we're going to talk about logistics and everything they have in place for medical teams in the nba so this is one of the biggest professional leagues obviously in north america across the world basketball is a global a global sport and, and the number one overall pick from two years ago, three years ago, hasn't played in a year and a half. Uh, he's got a foot injury, and they're saying that it's took a major regression. So I don't know who this is on. Is this on the medical team? Is this on Zion? Like, the guy's 300 pounds right now. Yeah. He can't, he's not playing for the, you know, in the NBA. Like, what is going on with this guy? Yeah, and, you know, I'm not going to come out here and just, like, weight shame the guy because whatever. Yeah. I mean, you've been out for a year and a half. Yeah. It's, you're not going to be able to get in game shape without kind of being able to play in a game yep but i mean it can't be helping his foot no you know like there's no i've never heard anybody be like hey your foot's not healing up like maybe you should pack on a few and see what that does for it yeah so there's and there's other ways to do um you know uh, cardiovascular fitness without being on your feet i mean there's rowing machines there's bicycles there's other things and i you know this isn't news to him or news to the listeners but i mean i think as a professional athlete especially uh, one that's dealing with an injury. I mean, you've got to stay in game shape or stay healthy. You know, continue to take the the dietary steps to being you know ready to play once your injury's up. But it just doesn't look good for this guy. And you know what? He's such a such a talented guy. We've talked about it over and over. But man, this is this is looking more and more as as the year goes on and as the season goes on. This could be a major bust. It could be a major issue too. I mean, this is your first overall pick. And this guy, he's 21, and the injury's already tailing up this much, man. Imagine the time he gets to, like, 30 years old. Like, he could just be completely donezo. And it's like, I mean, New Orleans hasn't got a whole lot going for him anyway. No. So it's like, geez, man. Like, we got to get this guy on a oh man the fast track here. But I don't know. Like, do you blame, as you asked earlier, but do you blame the medical staff? I mean, like, there's got to be a better way of handling, like, a foot injury. Like, I understand if it's an ACL, you have, like, an ACL, like, you know, that one's a little harder to, like, come back from. But, yeah. like... 
What is this foot injury? Is it a sprained ankle? Is it just a broken foot? Like, and how has it regressed under the microscope of these medical teams for an NBA franchise? Yeah, yeah. I, so I just don't know who that's on. Um, but anyway, we're not going to see Zion Williamson anytime soon. Crazy, um, man. Crazy. Neat. Coming off a jam-packed NFL Sunday yesterday, obviously I did. we did our best to consume as much as we could. I mean, we were absolute units during the day. Um, but Nate, I think uh, I'm going to congratulate you for picking your second successful overtime prediction of the season. That's got to feel pretty good, man. Yeah, you know, it's it's nice. I, th- I thought I was kind of screwed, too, because the first game, I, I was on Bengals-Vikings for the first, uh, that was my OT game. Yep. And anyway, I, I kind of went off it, and I was like, you know what? Bengals-Niners. Bu- Bengals Niners, my mistake. Yes, I, I get that mixed up because I damn well bet on the Vikings every week for overtime. Yep. But uh, yeah, you know, I was I was sitting there and I was like, let's go, let's go. And then I talked to Greg and he said, you know what, I think Bucks Bills. And I was like, well, I will sprinkle it. And you know, I the two I looked at both hit OT, so I think I was fine anyway. But yeah, this is my second one, and this is all on free ten dollar bets. Uh, you know, the Instagram followers are well aware of the overtime bets, so that's the second one, folks. That's awesome, man. And, and I mean, that's, that's, that's like $250 one off of free $10 bets on my sports book. Unbelievable. It's hilarious, man. Unbelievable pick. Unbelievable result. Uh, obviously, people who consume that game, the Bills stormed back after being down big in the first half, forced overtime. Um, obviously, Brashad Perriman caught his first pass of the season, but from Tom Brady, took it to the house uh, for the win. But, I mean, that didn't matter. Just needed to get to overtime for Nate. Yep. Brings home. Another 125 bucks off a free $10 bet. So we'll tip our hats to that. The best part about these OT bets is too, like obviously I'm a big prop better. Yep. And you know, a lot of the times you'll throw in, like I sprinkle these ones because the odds are outrageous for an OT. It's yep. always over plus a thousand, like no matter what. Yep. And uh, the best part about it is like, say you're doing like a safety for first play or this for player's first touchdown. Like the worst thing about those bets is that play, like it doesn't happen. You're done. Yeah. And at least the thing is you can enjoy the entire game and like the whole time be like, all right, just make sure these numbers work out. It gets exciting. OT. It does. Yeah. We well, were watching yeah. one here. It was like, what was it? Was that Vikings? That was Vikings and uh, Packers. Packers. Yeah. yeah. And it was just back and forth. And I was like, holy. It's yeah. like, oh my God, there's two minutes on the clock. Yeah. Like, it's the best, man, especially when it gets close. I mean, some weeks you look at it and you're like, well, there's no shot. For sure. But I mean, I've hit it twice and I'm ready to rock and I'll be back on Thursday night, folks. So make sure you're looking out and see what I'm going for. Yeah, man. I mean, they give ready you to rock. It's a free bet. So yeah, I mean, it's, 20 a, bucks it's a, a great week, approach man. to it. I mean, we, we see over overtime games, you know, if not weekly, then every couple weeks. So, yeah. you know, uh, you know, trying to pick those games, it, it's a nice strategy and, it, and, it, and it's paid off. But, uh, but it just kind of recapping, uh, you know, a couple of the games from yesterday. Um, the Chiefs. The Chiefs uh, were at home to uh, their division uh, rivals right, right. the Las Vegas Raiders. Beat the wheels off them. Before the game, the Raiders congregated on the Chiefs logo, decided it was a good idea to start dancing around the logo. They proceeded to get beat by 35 or something. Yeah. Like, or 31. Like, it's just, it's yeah. unbelievable. Um, you know, this this Vegas team, I mean, they're the definition of caught in no man's land, as we like to call it on the podcast. Uh, just don't know if they're coming or going. They're not. A, they're not a Super Bowl threat. They're a team that might win eight, nine games. But but the Chiefs beat the wheels off them. That's six in a row for the Chiefs, Nate. Yeah, I mean, this is what we said. They're gonna get hot, and they're yeah. gonna get hot at the right time, and they're doing just that. Patrick Mahomes absolutely buzzing, twenty for twenty four, two hundred fifty eight yards. How the hell are you? Yep. Oh, sorry, did I say Patrick? That's yes. Jackson Mahomes' brother. That is Jackson. My Mahomes mistake, brother. folks. Saw a lot of video of Jackson too. He was on an absolute dance parade there on Sunday. Oh man! Holy he, smokes, dude! Like tone it down a bit. If we ever get access to Jackson Mahomes' brother in an interview, we are asking him what that relationship's like and how he feels about his brother grabbing a lot of online attention. 
I just I can't see him enjoying that. Yeah, it's it's a strange setup for sure. Just and plus, it's not like it's always like good stuff. Like remember we was dancing on the Sean Taylor Memorial or something. Yes, and it's like, what, what are, are you, you doing? doing, guy? Like just tone it down a bit. Uh, anyway, it's just ridiculous. But uh, moving on to the Jacksonville, um, they got the wheels beat off them by the Tennessee Titans. Um, and Trevor Lawrence continues to struggle, man. You yeah. know he has looked good at times. Um, but he threw four interceptions. Jeez. It's just been a write-off for the Jacksonville Jaguars. It'll be interesting to see what they do. They're going to have high pick, um, you know, uh, once again. And, and um, you know, I, I just I don't know. another quarterback? No, no. Jeez, no. <laughs> I mean, Trevor Lawrence is going to be good. It's yeah. just, you just need to get him some weapons. And I don't know, you know, potentially an O-line. I mean, James Robinson has looked good at, at points this season. He seems to be a serviceable running back. It just, you know, they're just – you know they, they get good and then all of a sudden they're like they can't stay good for for like you know they can't sustain that yeah. that great play for years. It's like they just drop back off and start selling all the pieces and it's like yeah. what are you guys doing? I hate when teams do that, man. It's kind yeah. of like Arizona yes. in the NHL. It's like they start getting there, they make a conference final run, and then they're just selling, and then they get a couple more guys, and then they sell again. It's like, dude, just like stand pat with it, like. Believe in what you're doing and go for it, man. I know. How does the lottery system work in the NFL? Do they do a lottery or is it just last place? Yeah, so they do it by standings. Yeah. Okay, okay. I like that. So Jacksonville's yeah. on pace to get second, second overall, overall here. Pick. So I mean, yep. I mean, that, shouldn't that be the way stuck. it is in sports? Yeah, man. Yeah, the like, lottery's a joke. The yeah, fact, like when the Rangers were to the Rangers, yeah. like, dude, they were like 16th. Yeah, they were in the bubble. Such a joke. It. It's ridiculous. Why isn't it just the last place gets first overall? Like. If you come seventh last and get first overall, that yeah. to me makes no sense. It, it honestly brings up like a, a pretty good point of like people who are like it's rigged. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. There was a big thing going on with the lottery balls in the NHL where the Rangers they were like the ball was weighted differently. Yeah, that's like well, like, well the, the Oilers got it. Oh, dude, which you can't oh. tell me they got it like five years in a row. Well, they got 2010, 2011, 2012. They missed twenty thirteen because McKinnon missed twenty fourteen, and then they got twenty fifteen for McDavid. So they had four in like six years. Like that to me is a red flag. I mean, it is definitely an issue. Yeah. I'd have to look at their standings too. I can't remember just how bad they were back then. I mean, they obviously weren't good. Man, it's... But yeah, I mean, four times. It's like, okay, what are we doing here? We're just trying to absolutely juice this squad up or what? It's outrageous, man. It really is. Um, but yeah, I like the way the NFL does it. It looks yeah. like the Lions will have the first overall pick. And, yeah, and obviously a... they, they got uh, you know, beat down as we expected yes. uh, in Denver. Like but eight ten 10 or something stupid. It, yeah. Jeez, so. man. Um, but no need uh, the Bills. Like you said, great point. We're in the Pretenders and Contenders segment a couple episodes ago. You said you wanted to monitor the Bills. You weren't ready to give them either title as a pretender or contender. You wanted to see how it went on Monday night. Obviously ended up losing to uh, New England. And now you've lost to the Bucks. Now you're in the wild card spot. I mean, it's going to be very challenging. It's you need home field advantage typically in the playoffs. You want to be playing in front of your crowds. It's tough to play on the road in the playoffs. It just doesn't. I mean, it looks like New England's going to lock up that spot. They might be the number one seed. <laughs> like I feel like if I would have asked you at the start of the year, you wouldn't have. No, I would not have taken that bet. No, I was the Chiefs all day or the Bills. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like as we talked about with the Bills, like they're just so like they can throw. They can't run the ball. Exactly. They're absolute. Book it now, folks. Pretender. Yeah, I think I'm going to go out and say that as well. Unless they can get hot, win, go on a nice little four game winning streak to finish off the year, and uh, and and find a way to to win games on the road in the playoffs. But it's just been unfortunate, man. They miss. They need a horse. They need a guy. Uh, who who you know 
who can run the ball consistently. I mean, Singletary started to have a, a better second half, but they need to find their horse, man. And, and that's what that's got to be what they're looking for in the draft. Um, and their defense has been very solid at times this year. I mean, their whole line seems to be good. I mean, you've got some good receivers, uh, you know, in Beasley and, and Davis and Sanders and, and obviously uh, Stefan Diggs. But, I mean, Knox has had a great season. But you just you need a guy who can you can hand the ball off and, and, and can be a threat. Uh, and so you're right, Nate, they can't run the ball, and, and um, you know, they're in trouble. And I don't think we – I certainly didn't see this, you know, through 14 weeks to be saying that the Bills were in trouble. No, for sure not. I mean, I was, like, obviously big Josh Allen guy. Yep. Love the arm on the kid. Yep. Love a medley of other things he possesses. Yes. Uh, I'm not going to go out and say exactly what those things are, but uh, I think we all know exactly what those things are. Uh, and what, uh, what Tom Brady also passed Drew Brees for most completions in NFL history. That's, That's right. Noted. Yep. I mean, guy's the absolute goat, and he's just solidifying it more and more with every single game, it feels like. Yeah, that's the thing with Brady continuing to play at the level he is. No one even talking about it, eh? It, well, it's... Nails completion, like all-time completions later, and everyone's like, ah, yeah, you know. Bring so up that, uh, that score up again and, and go to uh, statistics or go to leaders up top there. Yep. And if you just want to look at the categories, um, I mean, Pass. this guy is 44 years old. Yeah. He's leading every statistical category. Passing yards, he's first by 200. Passing touchdowns, he's first by six. Uh, I mean, receiving yards, he's not going to be receiving any balls, so you can't really give him that one. And as you scroll down a little more, I mean, yeah, he's just absolutely buzzing the wheels off it, boys. So, I mean, definitely an MVP frontrunner. I mean, Gotta the Bucs are 10-3. and three. Yep. Um, You know, depending on what happens tonight in the Rams-Cardinals game, I'm on the Rams, the underdog on the road in Arizona. But, I mean, it could be the first. They could be the number one seed. The Super Bowl might go through Tampa Bay, which teams aren't going to be happy who's, about, man. Who's host this year? Oh, good question, Nate. Oh, it's Sci-Fi Stadium in Los Angeles. Oh, my Lord on Earth. Yes, that's right, because yep. Dr. Dre and the boys will be there in great numbers. Yes, they will. Also, can we talk about the uh, Operation 272 picks for a second? Yeah, for sure. Because holy smokes, hot. Yeah. Did we did okay yesterday. Oh, we did great. Yeah. We lost that Ravens game. Yeah. Okay, so yep. one and one. Yeah. Two and one. Three and one. Four. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Eight. Yep. Yeah. Uh, eight and two. Uh, eight you and took three. Bills eight and yeah. three, eight and three, eight and four, eight and four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll take that. Yeah, we'll for sure, that. for sure. So, I mean, depending on tonight, I mean, I wasn't overly confident too. Like, I didn't get to. We should say this thing. We did a lot of uh, pre-taping this week. Yes. Uh, just due to the, just due to the fact that we were going to be out and about uh, in the big city of Halifax. So, so yeah, we did a lot of pre-taping this week, and and um, and so yeah, I mean, what we did them. Was it Friday night we did them? Yeah. So, I mean, usually we do them on Saturday night. You get a better idea of, like, all the matchups and everything. Like, you yeah. don't know what was going to change beforehand. So, I mean, all things were considered hell of a run. Yeah, for sure. Eight and four. We'll take the 66 percenter. No, exactly. Nate, I think I'll just quickly highlight this UFC, and then we'll get into the playbook. Yeah, let's do it up. You down for that? Yeah, yeah. So, I think well, we can both talk about it. I mean, Poirier, yeah. who we were both on, ended up getting choked out by Charles Oliveira. He retains the lightweight belt. And, uh, and Conor McGregor's tweeting away about when's our fight and stuff. Nah. It's okay, buddy. Like, McGregor, um, you're dead in the yeah, water, guy. Yeah. Like, you're irrelevant now. Yeah, it's going to be Justin Gaethje, I, I would assume. Amanda Nunez gets beat. We talked about this on the way to the hel- on the way to Halifax. Why not sprinkle the underdog? She was, like, plus 1,000. She pounded um, her, man. Yeah. She pounded her. So, Amanda Nunez gets beat. Very surprised. She shot O'Malley with an electric knockout. He's going to be more, one of the more electric bantamweights in the UFC. I think it's time we get him a ranked fight because it's kind of funny seeing that guy who has such a uh, draw in the UFC not, yeah. not be ranked. I know. Uh, so it's time to get that guy in the mix. See if he can he's fight. He's always down on the card too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's always one of the early ones but he just seems like he's like I mean like Sean O'Malley like it seems like he's such a well-known guy too. It's like let's get him something decent here. For sure. I wish I did the single bets 
when I was doing, I did a parlay and yeah. I kind of screwed it. Like I took Poirier, obviously. Yeah. Like, it was like minus one thirty or something. Yeah. And then I had um, Pena against yep. Nunez, which would have been. I mean, I would have just taken that for sure. Fine for the night. She was like yeah. plus eight hundred, dude. Yeah. But anyway, I got cocky, tried to do a five person parlay on UFC. And yeah. Like, Forget about it. <laughs> for sure. Went three for five, but. So the next notable fight, Nate, is uh, January 22nd. You got Francis Naganu, uh, the heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah. Um, so he's got like the hardest recorded punch in like the history. It's like uh, it's harder than than um, someone can slam like a, uh, a a a sledgehammer into wood. That's how hard his punch is. What? Yeah. So I was reading that stat, or like someone was someone was reading that out. So like he, I, I, you should Google this guy if, if you don't know him, Francis Naganu. So he fights on the 22nd of January in the heavyweight bout. So we'll be watching that. And then Jesus, I'd have to be hopped up on some serious morphine to even go in the ring against that. A sledgehammer. Yeah, so I guess it's just ridiculous how hard he punches. And then obviously we have the Paul fight coming up yes, as well. Yes, that's right. So that'll be, that'll be something. That's so we'll, we'll break that down on uh, Friday. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so let's get into the playbook. You let's get, st- all right, Neil, let's hop right into things. The playbook. We're bringing it back. Christmas edition today. Christmas playbook. All right, listen. I'm going to get things started off, Nate. Listen, you're absolutely starving. On Christmas Eve. Right. You're going to a dinner. Your significant other is hosting. Mm-hmm. You walk in and the menu is vegetarian. Tofu, completely vegetarian. You're starving. You're not a big fan of this food. What is the play? <sighs> Firstly, I'd probably just ask and be like, is, do you have no meat? <laughs> yeah. Like, what, fair question. What's going on here, guys? Like, you know what I mean? If you're... I feel like if you're hosting a dinner like that, you got to be open to options. Yes. You can't just be like, welcome to our house, eat the tofu or do not. I mean, I'm going to battle through it. I'm probably going to eat like half a plate and then just be like, oh boy, that was delicious. I am stuffed. And then, yeah, I mean, as you may have mentioned prior, uh, go directly to McDonald's and get a ha- couple of habanero junior chicks. Yeah, I think that's Merry Christmas. I think that's the play. I mean, it's all you can do. I mean, especially if you, like, as you said, set the precedence for the question is, I don't like this stuff. Yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? You can't be, I'm not one to be like, oh, no, thank you. I'm not going to eat because yeah. then it just seems like more of a burden than like. For sure. It's a relationship stuffing. ender almost. It's tough. I mean, obviously you're pretty focused in this girl. So you don't yeah. want to be like, hey, your food choices are garbage. Yeah. Which I mean. That would be such an outrageous play to have. I mean, I don't want to be. Hoping, hosting Christmas dinner that's like a vegan or whatever. I know you'd hope not, because that would be that would be terror for me. Because I'm a huge turkey fan, huge gravy fan, ham, love it. I don't hate tofu in real life either. It's just like it's not as good as when you got a growl on on Christmas Eve, though. Yeah, you know, maybe a few rum and eggnogs. Like I don't know if tofu is the. No, it's certainly not. But anyway, we're gonna move into my first one here. Yeah, let's go. You show up to a Christmas party with your new girlfriend. Yeah, you guys been together about two or three weeks. Okay. Uh, You look in there at the guest list. And not even at the guest list, but just the amount of people that are there. The attendees. The attendees, yes, which would be a much better word than uh, the guest list. Um, (laughs) Anyway, you look in there, and the first person you see is your ex-girlfriend with her new boyfriend, who she cheated on him with you, or the opposite way, because I just absolutely butchered that. But I think you're picking up what I'm throwing down here. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... What's your play? Yeah, I mean, you can go about this a variety of different ways. I mean, you can be the guy who just says, listen, I'm not feeling it, I'm going to go home. I think that's a coward play. For sure, I think you got to go, and you got to face your face the fear of of this confrontation. You got to get a little chirpy, you know. Maybe mix in a you know a, a drink or two, and 
And I mean, I don't think you you may, you might maybe say hi. I don't like. I don't even know if I acknowledge them. But no, I wouldn't pay attention. No, you. But just, you can't leave. Like no, you said because then it's just like you look you look weak. Yeah, for sure. You know? So I think that uh, you know you uh, you go about try to enjoy the party. I mean, it would be a tough scene, especially if it's being talked about by the uh, the rest of the party. I mean, they yeah, people know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you both moved on unprecedentedly quickly here. Yeah, too. exactly. We're two yeah. weeks out and. Both yeah, have found a new. Yeah, there'll be some chirps exchanged. I'm assuming. I mean, yeah. towards the end of the night, potentially, you know, say something a little gritty and then get out of there. Yeah, uh, but yeah, fashion, are like headlock out in the, yeah. the porch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Christmas eggnog headlock. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyway. I like that move though. I think For that's sure. the only thing you can do. Oh man, that's that would be just an outrageous situation. That'd be so tough. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, you're at your significant other's place, Nate, and, and we're dealing with a lot of significant others right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, her mom's been hyping up the gift she's she's gotten her daughter, and you're there. It's an intimate setting. It's just your in-laws and your significant other, and she opens her gift, and it is a plethora of sex toys. Mm-hmm. What is your reaction? What is your play to this gift she has just received? Well, immediately I'm like... Okay, your relationship with your mother's far farther than I had anticipated. Because that's a lot to get into. Um, especially if she's hand-picking them. She's got some inside knowledge there. Yep, she understands. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate the idea. Okay. I, I like that, like, uh, you know, not to get into the... You know what, never mind. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I mean, I'm okay with it. It's just like... I, I just have to wonder now what all she's told her mother about myself. Yeah, I mean, like, is it that like you got to step it up a bit? Yeah, am I lacking? Clearly, I'm lacking. Yeah, you know, something's not not particularly right here. Um, I think it's a whoa, whoa, whoa like, type hey, of situation. Hey, hey, well, what was that the other night then? Yeah, that's yeah. what I say. But yeah, I uh, know yeah, it's not a big deal. I'd probably have an outside conversation with him and be like, hey. Yeah. The hell is going on? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think even that's might confront the mother. Yeah, I'd pull her aside. And yeah, be like, what's going on here? What's she telling you? Yeah, I'm like I must know. I can't have this over my head. Um, okay, so your second one, Greg. It's five forty-five p.m. on Christmas Eve. Okay, you completely blanked on Christmas shopping. You now must shop at stores that are open still. So most stuff is closed. We're saying like the big box stores, like Walmart, shut her down. The only thing open right now is Walmart, or not Walmart. Sorry, McDonald's crap like that and you have to get all your gifts at these places what is your move yeah i mean that's oh that's tough um (laughs) it's it's handmade cards with very sincere messages written in each and it's gift cards you're scrambling around i mean it's a tough look grabbing gift cards from fast food chains it is uh especially for people who aren't of the age of 15 or above yeah 100%. 100%. That's um, a tough one to get. Imagine getting, like, I wouldn't hate, like, a Tim Hortons one or, like, yeah. a Subway, maybe. I'd yeah. actually use that. Yeah, for sure. But, but I mean, for, like, my parents. It's like, yeah, oh. it's like, thanks? Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it's sincere handwritten cards, I think. And I think it's, you just, you scavenge together gift cards. Oh, man, that'd be brutal. Um, oh, it'd be tough. It'd be tough. You'd almost have to pull the old everything's in the mail routine and then yep. go to the stores once box. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's a good move, actually. So, yeah, you know what? It's coming in the mail. And then yep. you just, you know, Boxing Day or, you know, a couple of days after you go scavenge some things yeah, and you say, even, listen, I came in. Yeah, you even take some fake screenshots and be like, here it is, yep. you know? Yep. You know, yeah, they like, get them all worked up and be like, yeah, sorry about it. You know how COVID is with the, <laughs> with the supply chain. Play, and play like it off. It's like, there's yeah. no excuse. That ship in Egypt, I mean, has that yeah. moved yet? Yeah, exactly. It's like, how about that canal? I, <laughs> yeah. I ordered these things in August. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, 
that's that would be my move in that situation. But um, all right, Nate. Well, you're you're working 5 a.m. Christmas Eve. It's an unfortunate shift. Obviously, it's your last one before a nice extended break. Mm-hmm. You're looking to get some snooze, some 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 serious sleep. Though you're looking to get your rest. It's 1:30 in the morning, and your subdivision has been gracious enough to assemble a crew, and they are Christmas caroling. They're under the influence, but they are loud. They're annoying, uh. and you are trying to get some sleep. Are you yelling out the window? Are you addressing them? Are you going down? Are you throwing earplugs in? What is your play with so the basically I've got drunk what? Christmas carolers? I've got like what three hours till my shift begins. Like, yes, until I have to be up. Yeah, like I, I'll give myself an hour leeway before I have to go to work. Yeah, it's gonna be a groggy grind if you don't. Yeah, aren't able to capture these last few. Hours. I mean, I'm probably waking up. I'm hearing them beforehand. I'm taking a look out the window and just thinking, what in God's name are these people doing? Yes. Why are you out? one two days before Christmas even doing it like who Christmas carols on the 23rd true it's gonna be an aggressive bunch um I'm probably gonna go down there and just be like hey guys like I really appreciate it get out of here or is the outside chance just be like don't open the door I mean if there's nobody to carol to then right or are they just singing to empty houses they're so intoxicated well most of the subdivision is enjoying the festivities uh you're in a subdivision setting as well um yeah I mean I think you've got to I mean, do you move to like an area of the house where it's like the most soundproof and, and you just you plug your ears? Oh, so it's like I can hear this just out and about no matter what. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, there's not much you can do. Yeah. There's no you you ever try to be a sober person and try to calm down a group of drunkens? There's one play to get have a couple and go join them. Yeah, but I mean you're in for a tough one for that sh- then again it is your last shift before. Yeah. Before the break. Maybe just Get out there. Yeah, get out there. Join them. Maybe, maybe obviously we're not recommending drinking while Christmas caroling before a shift. But maybe yeah. have one. Get in the social mind. Carol for a few hours. But I'm just picturing the fact I'm already asleep before this. I know. It's a cranky so it's wake like you're up. You're not getting up for that and getting out in the cold. Oh. No, it's not happening. But uh, Can you imagine just being aggressive and just be like, shut the... Oh. Yeah, just calling the cops, ruining Christmas. Be like, yeah, these idiots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's there's, like, a, there's an intoxication in public going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, your last one. Santa Claus has offered you along on a Christmas Eve sleigh ride. Okay. Now this, for most folks will know, is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. <laughs> uh, some of the numbers I've ran on Santa Claus just physically don't make any sense anyway. I that's mean, right. You just have to be driving like 600 kilometers an hour in the sleigh. Yeah, they think Tesla's innovative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you should see uh, this guy with a bunch of flying reindeer. Yeah. Um, anyway, you've been, offered a, you've been offered a ride along with Santa. Um, you're allowed to do whatever. You probably can make a lot of money out of this opportunity considering you're free open. He said you can film away, okay. get as much content as you want. Do whatever you need. Just come along for the sleigh ride. The catch is, if you do it, you must do one year's worth of unpaid labor up at North Pole. <laughs> do you do it? Uh, no. I don't. Yeah. Um, no, I wouldn't either. I'm going to go into it here in a sec once you're finished. Yeah, I mean, okay, one. I mean, just what what Sam is putting these elves through is just, it's just <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, you are making gifts. For every human being on the planet. Yeah. Um, and, and two, I, I just, I don't feel the need to, to do, like, I get anxiety. I'm, I'm claustrophobic. And if I'm traveling at these speeds <laughs> in a flying ship. Yeah, a plane's bad enough. Not not to mention no outside coverage. You're going to be cold. <laughs> this is a motorcycle through the air. Yeah. Like an AT. Anyway, I, I just, I can't, I can't see myself enjoying that. I'm just not a big unpaid um, labor guy either because it's like. 
I mean, you know these elves aren't unionized. No, I mean, who knows what else is going on up there? That's very true. These guys haven't got a day off in their entire lives. So, yeah, I mean, you got to stay clear of that. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's a there's a variety of things that that people you know must must question. What's going on in the North Pole from December 26th till December 24th? And I don't really <laughs> want to partake in those. I don't want to know. And unpaid? I mean, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's gonna be a tough glimpse back to reality even if, no matter how much money you could make off the like the selling those videos to like the new york times or something yeah of, you know i mean is yeah. that gonna is that gonna hold you over for a year doing unpaid labor i, I mean amongst uh, elves who knows who knows what that weird does that year does to you as a human being oh i yeah you know it might get kind of culty you might just want to stay yeah, well that's just it you, you know? might just be you might just be one of santa's elves oh yep jeez that's messed up stuff anyway yeah messed up stuff well listen we did a little Christmas edition. Uh, we weren't feeling the greatest today, but we will be back on Friday with the stuff, with the heat. We appreciate you guys listening. Nate, we'll sign off and leave it at that. We will. We will. Good luck to you all this Christmas, and I will see you later in the week. I'm not sure why I signed off. Like that. <laughs>